Hello, I'm Emily Bean. And I'm Kim Hyland. We are mother and daughter and your hosts for You're, you're Not, Not That, that special. special. But Em, I'm your mom and I think you're very special. So why are we calling this You're Not That Special? Because in a world that tells me I'm either not so great or I could be great if I just did this, I want to know that I can just be me, embracing the wonder and joy of my everyday life. Hmm. That does sound really free. Let's talk about it. Good morning. Good morning, Em. New year. Yes. A new year. Yeah, we haven't talked since, I mean, we've talked, but we haven't podcasted (laughs) since before Christmas. So here we are on the other side, a fresh new year. Yes. And for those of us who are married, we are continuing to be married in this new year. (laughs) We stayed together through the craziness of the holidays. Yeah. Yes. And now our venturing on a new year i think we talked about in our uh resolutions and perfect resolutions mm-hmm. we talked about how this is not necessarily a year that everybody's making a lot of mm-hmm. resolutions mm-hmm. i feel like for me i'm just trying to keep doing what i always have to do <laughs> yeah well you know i'm not i'm not coming into this new year with like all kinds of resolve for brand new things i feel like i'm just kind of like keeping my head in the game like yeah all right let me just almost I guess looking at the things I have to do anyway every day with more intention yeah and wanting to just really put my money where my mouth is like what are the things that I'm living my life for and get about those things right and quite frankly marriage is one of them and it's also I think for me, it sometimes can be one of the things that I most often take advantage of is... Or take for granted. Uh, yeah, sorry. That's what yeah. I meant to say. Take for granted is um, is my marriage. Yeah. Because he's always there. And I mean, he's also awesome. So I right. have that going for me. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, I I can take my marriage for granted and realizing that that needs intention and time and thought and prayer um especially you know with having kids is just i i just forget i forget sometimes because i'm thinking right. all the time about you know plans prayers desires for my children and sometimes yeah. you know it's like he's he can take care of himself you know right. he's a full grown man he's got this but i'm his i'm his only partner yeah. in this life and if anybody's going to care for him it's going to be me so, and it is so easy to take it for granted, um, which yeah. I think it's normal. It's human nature to the things, you know, our kids take us for granted just because we're there. Right. And so, um, but you know, all relationships need tending. If they're neglected, mm-hmm. they will suffer. And marriage is constantly um, really being stretched and strained. I mean, it's just, it's so, um, I was, it's countercultural in that, and I don't mean that specifically to, you know, America. I just mean to life. Marriage is about loving. It's about forgiving and 
showing grace and returning a blessing for a curse and loving your spouse like Christ loves us, which is a sacrificial love. Mm -hmm. That goes against everything in human nature. And so I think it's naive and ignorant often for us to think, oh, yeah, well, you know, we're good. He's cute. We get along, mm -hmm. you know, um, and to not realize that this, this experiment that each one of us is <laughs> conducting um, is something that really is going against the, the flow of, of normalcy, it just in the sense of our sinfulness, our selfishness. It doesn't come natural. Right. to return a blessing for a curse. Yeah. You know, I also think that's a big part of a lot of the problems that we have is we forget that that's what this is. We forget that we, we ad adopt kind of the culture's mindset of, yeah, marriage is, you know, romance and flowers and we're best friends. And, and we, we embrace all of the good that it's supposed to be and can be forgetting that, it's it's a trial. It's a hard thing. It's something we talked last time about. It's death to yourself mm -hmm. <laughs> and preferring one another. And while that's a sober concept, it's also freeing because then when things are rough and your partner or your, you know your spouse is not meeting your expectations, it's your experiment isn't failing when you hit these rough spots, when the affection dries up or, you know, the feelings aren't there, you're, again, your experiment isn't failing. Mm -hmm. You're encountering the, what the stages of growth that a marriage has to go through. And to me, that's, that's great news. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with this picture. The question is just how I'm going to respond now right, in this place. And so beginning, I think, and coming back to often and reminding ourselves of what are realistic expectations of marriage? Right. What's it really meant to be? And you've been married for how many years? 32. Yeah. So in 32 years, what things are you coming back to that are practically helping you in that sojourn? It's interesting because they're the same. I mean, they're the same principles. And sometimes I'll get frustrated because I think, gosh, I thought I learned this lesson mm -hmm. already. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, I have to practice this again because we are changing. Mm -hmm. And the season of our life, you know, that's the part that nobody tells you. It's like you'll kind of get it figured out. It's like with kids. I remember when mm -hmm. your oldest brother was born. And I'm like, oh, I think I figured this out. He's sleeping. He's taking his two naps. Right. I'm done. <laughs> and then he goes through a growth spurt. It's like, what? You know, and it's totally through everything. So marriage is similar. You know, you think you've, I mean, dad and I have worked through a lot of things, lots of ups and downs, lots of trials and hard things. But I found that as new ones come, it's the same principles often, almost always that I have to come back to and learn in, at first it can be discouraging, but then learn in deeper ways. So um, I, I think in a nutshell to, is just the idea that when you read the Bible and all of the things that it tells us to do in relationships, mm -hmm. there you go. I think sometimes we get to, well, what does the Bible say about marriage? 
it has plenty to say about marriage. But then it also has plenty to say about how to to love people. people. Right. Right. And we, I mean, but isn't it crazy? We'll think that somehow that's, that we shouldn't need those things in marriage. We shouldn't need to, you know, really, okay, how do I forgive? How do I show grace? How do I love the unlovely? Mm -hmm. But those are the things I think, you know, I've already said it once, learning to return a blessing for a curse. When we have a conflict and I'm so tempted, you know, maybe I've been, feel I've been misused or mistreated to just give the same back, you know, to engage in a fight. But it, the idea of now is a time to bless him, mm-hmm. that sounds nuts. And, you know, I feel like I always have to qualify. That doesn't mean I'm not addressing the issue. But how do I address the issue and not... um set love on the shelf mm-hmm. or how do I even if he's grumpy show you know I think about when I'm grumpy and I've had a hard day and I'm I know that maybe I'm being ugly but I just wish people just understood that I just you know especially dad that I've had a hard day I'm tired I didn't get enough sleep whatever so you know when you've just are struggling have a have had a bad day, what do you really want? You want someone to be understanding and compassionate. Mm-hmm. So if I can remember that and flip that around. Right. You know, and I think that is, I mean, the idea of giving a blessing for a curse is really, it's its just that. It's, under, it's a way of showing deep understanding and compassion. And, um, but I would say fundamentally too, I can only do that when I am living in close relationship with God mm-hmm. and experiencing his love and grace for me. And that was always with both in marriage and in parenting. If I was struggling to show grace, that was a red flag to me that I was not experiencing it, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to give it away. So um, that's kind of, I guess, a big, you know, big picture response to what you're your question. What was your question? <laughs> Just <laughs> what, what hacks? What, hacks. Yeah, what, marriage hacks. Yeah. Yeah, so, but I think the little things are the big things. hmm So regularly saying thank you. Yeah. Regularly, regularly expressing gratitude. Um, greeting one another. Yeah. Saying goodnight to each other saying, excuse me, you know, saying, I'm sorry. I mean, dealing with issues when they're small, you know, Mm -hmm. it's so easy. So say I'm grumpy and I'm, you know, curt or rude in a response. (laughs) Um, I think often in, if I was curt or rude with a friend, it would be like, ooh, I need to address that. Right. But so often we get sloppy and lazy with one another. And yeah. that's, I think, really dangerous and damaging. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm because I'm thinking about when I get grumpy and how Ethan responds. And it's a great response. <laughs> but when I'm grumpy, like early in the morning and ugh, I haven't had sleep and we're like bumping around in the kitchen. If I get grumpy, I just kind of steamroll. I just like yeah. I'm doing my thing and it's like there's nobody there. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like 
doing my, I don't know, making the coffee, making the oats, whatever it is, like just mm-hmm. like as if nobody's there. And Nathan will go, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> and it's just, it's so funny right now. But when he does it, I'm like, <laughs> like I like growl. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. But just like the, you know, that scripture says the little foxes spoil the vines. Right. It's the idea, I guess, of I should understand it better. I mean, I understand what it means, but I'm not sure why. I think it's the idea of like in a vineyard yeah. that foxes, foxes will spoil the vineyard in the same way. It's the little things yeah. that will protect a marriage and yeah. and cause strong roots to, to grow. Um, and so being attentive to those things and sometimes when we are facing a really difficult problem and I want everything to stop and for us to sit down and just figure it out, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't usually work that way. Yeah. And I'll remind myself that in the waiting for us to work through this, that I can create an environment of a lot of grace and a lot of nurturing and caring Right. Which gives us the strength to work through the hard thing. Yeah. Um, but I haven't said that. <laughs> there are hard things that don't get, quote unquote, resolved necessarily the way I would resolve them. Right. And that's part of marriage, too. Yeah. You know, there are things that in the first year of marriage maybe rubbed me the wrong way that still do. Mm-hmm. And the question is, am I going to? love through that, you know, mm-hmm. accept, love them as, love my spouse as is, or is there, am I always going to have this bar that, okay, well, okay, that's good. Now I want you to do this. Now I want you to, you know, and just constantly be raising the, up in the ante in mm-hmm. my marriage. Um, That's, that's not love. Yeah. It seems like a good test would be, well, would I want them to do this to me? <laughs> you know, because I was thinking about yeah. that, like, as yeah. you're saying it, like, well, would I want him to do that with me? No. Yeah. Would I want him to be like, I can be loving and kind and blah, 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 when you're not so grumpy in the morning. Yeah. You know, and we're using small examples. Obviously, it gets way messier, way more personal in an actual marriage. But for the sake of our audience, like... Yeah, being well, grumpy for the sake in the of our morning, audience, but like, also realizing that these dealing well with these small things really determines whether or not you're gonna deal well with everything else. Yeah, and can really go a long way toward helping you deal with the big stuff. Right, the big stuff. And um, I always talk about the twenty eighty principle yeah. with mm-hmm. you, and I think it was Elizabeth Elliot um, who gave this advice, but she said that if most Spouses were really generous. They would say there was 80% of their spouse that they loved and 20, you know, they wouldn't change and 20% that they would change. Mm -hmm. And she said the happiness or misery in marriage is totally dependent on whether your eyes are focused on the 20% or the 80%. Mm -hmm. And that piece of advice has served me so well. Just the idea that, okay, there will always be a quote-unquote percentage that I'm like, yeah, I kind of wish that would be different. Mm -hmm. But that I have the choice of which to focus on. Am I going to focus on all the things that I admire and love? All the things that made me say, 
I do in the first place? Right. Or am I going to get focused and harping on what's lacking? And what we do is we identify the person by the 20. Like if, yeah. and I'm thinking about if Ethan were to say to me, you are selfish and <laughs> grumpy in the morning, grumpy <laughs> and yeah, steamroll when you get stressed and anxious. You know, mm. you're a stressed out, anxious, fearful, wow. selfish, grumpy person. If he told me that's who I was, that's probably who I would become. That's good, Em. And that's so good. Yeah. If, you know, tell a man he is brave yeah. to help him yeah. become so. If you tell me that's who I am, I'm probably going to live into that role and vice versa. If I tell him, you know, you're a blank, 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 he's going to become that. Right. But if you tell him, you know, if I reflect to your dad, my spouse, right, you are, you know, you're strong, you're a man of integrity, you're faithful, you've persevered, you've provided yeah. all of those things that he has done. Yeah. Then that's what he aspires to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we, and that's so important to remember that what we reflect to our spouse is is really what we're, we are identifying them. Right. And again, would we and we're want... the voice in the... Yeah. And would we want them to do this with us? Would I want yeah, him yeah. to tell me, to judge me and characterize me based on my flaws or, you know, the things that he loves about me? Right. And I know that's why he married me. He didn't marry me for my flaws. Yeah. But my flaws were a part of the package. But when how we got powerful married. for you and him and, and me and, you know, everybody listening in this, you know, in a marriage to live with this person who knows your strengths and who also lives day in and out with your flaws and to love. To reflect Christ's to re love. Yeah. To you. And to reflect that I see the good in you. And that's yeah. what I'm going to reflect back. Yeah. One another really, really practical, and maybe we can end with this because I gotta get ready for work. And <laughs> <laughs> this is true confession. Let's be real, let's make like 2021 about being totally transparent. Okay, so here M we go. gets here like at 7 30 in the morning, and we talk till about 9 30, and then yeah. we're like, oh my gosh, we had a podcast because I'm not gonna have time to take a shower before I go to school and teach. Um, so Meanwhile, Ethan is texting, have you guys started yet? Are you ladies actually talking? So actually, this podcast is really just an excuse to have a long, leisurely <laughs> breakfast and coffee with each other, and then we throw the podcast in at the end. Now, we love to podcast. We just always have so much to talk about, and it's the only time Em is ever here without kids. So, okay. So... We'll leave with this hack, unless you have something to add. So someone once told me when I was a young married woman, keeping in mind that 80-20 principle, she said, you know, mm -hmm. when you have those times, those seasons where you're just really like, I just am not that crazy about him anymore. Right. She said, write down everything that you admire. And, you know, for some people, I remember when she said this, you know, that it was, the, and I've done it many times over the years. It can be hard if you're in a bad place. It can be really hard. But to just get very objective and what do I admire? Or if you, if you can't think of anything, and you should be able to think of something, you just have to be humble about it. But yeah. if you can't think of anything, think about, you know, why'd you marry them? So these traits, these virtues that you admire, she said, write them down, 
as many as you can. I think, you know, she said at least three or four, if you can do 10 and then read them every day for like three weeks, four weeks, Mm -hmm. read them. And she said, watch your heart change. And it really was such a lesson to me about you, you see what you look for. So before you get married, nobody can tell you, you know, anything that's wrong with this person. Right. Because you're so focused on how wonderful they are. Yeah. And if you're wise, you've probably, you know, looked at their flaws too. But, but, you know, it's just, and then you get married though, and you're living with it. And it's like your shift, you focus, your focus shifts to that 20%. Mm -hmm. And that's all you look at. And I've done that. And it's just such a practical thing. But it really, over time, it's, it's, um, it, we were talking this morning about Philippians 4, I think, mm-hmm. where it says, whatever things are good and true and lovely and pure, think on these things. Mm-hmm. And where better to do that than with your spouse and mm-hmm. in your marriage mm-hmm. and to give thanks to God and even them. You yeah. Know? Thank you. Um, because our hearts will mislead us and marriage is for life and, you know, coming, um, having that long view we really need to train ourselves to to appreciate and love and focus on the good that God has put in our spouse mm-hmm. yes.